I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In, ladies and gentlemen, good to have you back. It's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and I've got three buttes with me. Jim. Salutations. Pete. Get the fuck up. And Luke. All right. All right, indeed. Now, on the weekend, we saw Joe Hart save a penalty from Scott Sinclair. Shortly before Sinclair took that penalty, it looked as though Joe Hart was, was, was goading him, was psyching him out, was saying something, which we'll come on to in a brief moment. If you were a goalkeeper, how would you put off an opposing penalty taker, Jim? Well, I was quite impressed with the way that Joe, like how loud Joe Hart was. He was really, really belting out those words, those weird words, whatever they were. And um, <laughs> with that words. in mind, <laughs> uh, what I would do is I'd wait till the penalty taker had sort of taken his run up and I'd hit, like, just stare him right in the eyes and I'd just start absolutely belting out Ness and Dorma. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd get like singing lessons, so I'd be really, really good at it. And I'd get, you know, the bit like on that crescendo just before it builds up to it. It's a long would, run up. Yeah, no, but he's going to be really intimidated. And I, I would hold that <clears> note until he goes to take the penalty then obviously save it and I think all my teammates and probably the crowd will also join in by going brilliant it'd become a thing I did every time there's a great video of uh, Pavarotti doing that on, on YouTube you can check it out doing that and he's <laughs> no, no, sorry singing Ness and Dorma and, um, and, the, and, his, and his face is amazing the passion oh, yeah. the passion is oh, amazing have we got a Euros song. Uh, song yet not sure has that been uh, announced? There's a, there's a gap in the market to be filled, Pete. Yeah, it's Dad's like with sword. Can every, be Dad's with sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every April, some chances have a go. Yeah. Go at it, don't they? If you if you do have one of those songs and you would like to feature it on the ramble, just d- d- don't, don't bother. Don't. No. Yeah. No. Don't, don't, don't want to hear it. I don't want to know that's happened. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, Pete clad in uh, Olympiacos shirt. I am clad in a very cheap Olympiacos shirt. Yeah. Um, I was going to go for unnecessary erection, but I thought no. I thought uh, your I'm erections are always unnecessary. Talk <laughs> to your girlfriend. <laughs> hey. Um, but what I thought I'd go for is I thought I'd like he, what he could do was <clears> before the penalty's taken, while everyone's like arguing, remonstrating with the referee, pop in his bag, a little razor blade, nick, just a little nick. Just underneath the, um, j- j- maybe the left hand side or the right hand side, just under the testicle. Yeah. Give him a little, have a little cut so it's not, it doesn't start bleeding immediately. Testicle. Yeah, if you're on leg, just cut your own leg. Okay. And then obviously, the, I think Joe Hart's shorts are sometimes blue or sometimes light anyway. I think they're white, aren't they? Doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah they are light, yeah. White and light. so as hmm. soon so he starts the run up and he'll just see this patch of blood getting bigger and bigger and bigger and if yeah. you're staring at the uh, 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 the player that's an intense image and he's, mm. it, somebody's going to stop and go are you alright and he'll like miss the kick or something I mean you will be bleeding <laughs> and you will have ruined a perfectly good yeah. pair of shots you probably or, have to go off I'd rather go 1-0 down yeah I was going <laughs> to say or, or he just might put it past you and you've cut yourself <laughs> yeah. no but a man <laughs> bleeding is quite a serious thing nobody wants to see that this reminds me. This reminds me of the time when you said to celebrate a winning goal once you'd run into the opposing bench, jump up and down it, and wet yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very liquidy best, man. Yeah. Always yeah. with the nuts. Mm. Yeah. You're not going to win the points. Oh, hang on, yeah, mine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go on. I, you know when uh, what 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 goalkeepers sometimes do is when the guy puts the ball down, they'll walk up to the ball. If the mm. referee lets them get away with it. Um, pick the ball up and just like feel the pressure of it like suck mm. it out yeah. what I'd do right, is I'd pick it up yeah. and right in front of the taker I'd like really aggressively snog the ball <laughs> like lick it yeah. and, and yeah. slobber Probably all over maybe get it. on the floor with it like, yeah, like yeah. you're a teenager in the park put my arms around it you tongue the valve yeah tongue the valve and then, I'd, then, I'd, then I'd, <laughs> the bit I tongued I would face the penalty taker yeah. and put it down yeah. would and you just, I'd just nod at it and go you like that yeah. Yeah. would you go good luck <laughs> yeah <laughs> She's mine. Don't hit her We're hard. in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, yeah, good. I would, uh, if I was going to get, I would uh, get a mask made of 
the, the, who the penalty takers likely right you need at least 15 masks no no, no you don't because <laughs> no because <laughs> well, there's only 11 players on the pitch no but uh, you'd have subs as well what if the sub came and took a penalty if you're, if you're a pro- professional footballer you can afford 15 masks yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. no but most likely they have designated penalty takers teams yeah. so anyway Scott Sinclair mask whatever and then as he's just about to take it just slip that on I just think it would weird him out get a little get a little plasma screen yeah and yeah. just do that and they just get a different pictures. <laughs> I, also, I often thought, I also thought before I answered that, that my answer would be um, locate every single ex-girlfriend of the player because <laughs> they always have loads of girlfriends. Oh, and a mask of hers. No, and put them in the audience behind the goal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with arms folded. No, like, get them to that waving thing that the away fans always do. <laughs> Did you see that um, American basketball fan? Who got um, David he, Cameron? Yeah, no, he got not that ham robot. He got a um, <laughs> picture of um, his own face, like sort of making this really weird grimace, and had it sort of blown up so it was massive. <laughs> held it above his head and made the face, and it, it was using it to psych out <laughs> loads of players. And whatever team it was, like it really God. caught on, and they all got them. <laughs> this, this same guy's face, just brilliant. He, he gets the point. Yeah. What 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 I should have said was get you know that Barcelona blow up the, the little fellas, the, the inflatable fellas that you see on uh, garage yeah. four mm. courts. Just get one of them. I've had them at Chelsea Second goalkeeper. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, Jim's got the points. Yeah. Of course he has. Thank goodness. Well, let's move on to that. This Swansea beat Manchester City 1-0. A lot of the commentators were saying, Hart was saying, you're not going to beat me or something. I thought he was saying to Scott Sinclair before he took the penalty, don't wait for me. That's what it looked like. He was saying that. And I think he was saying that because a lot of players yeah. now, yeah. they wait for the keeper to move and then they take it. And Hart was saying, don't wait for me. Exactly. Me. And, and Which is what, um, when Cristiano Ronaldo missed the penalty in the Champions League final... Petr Cech just stood up Ronaldo sort of faked to, to go really and he didn't move and he just sort of thought oh shit yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, and did a you know, nice height for the keeper and it was, it was a save well, mm. um, Scott Sinclair's penalty wasn't that good exactly no. so if you, if you wait for the goalkeeper to move and he doesn't move you don't have a spot to put it in so you have got probably less than a second to pick a spot and the chances are you're not going to stick it in the corner you've mm. got to be a pretty good player to, to, to do that anyway I mean for me Yakubu does it an, yeah, yeah well Yakubu as I've mm. said before on this show I, I had a season ticket at Portsmouth when he, when he first came and he took penalties and the first three or four penalties it took, I thought, that is lucky, so lucky. Yeah. But it just mm. happened so often. Yeah. Mm. Well, could it be, though, that the QB's so lazy, he just often thinks, mm, I don't really fancy it, now. well, you know, better put it away. He's too lazy to make a decision. <clears throat> yeah. So the other, so the keeper doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so he doing. lets the keeper yeah. make the decision for him. Yeah. He's an expert yeah. penalty taker. Didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't uh, Lauren score one, the Cameroonian fullback, for Arsenal against Spurs? I think it was Neil Sullivan in goal, and he ran up, and he just looked at Sullivan in the eye, and Sullivan just looked back, and uh, and Sullivan hadn't moved, so Lauren just put it down the middle, and Su- Sullivan, of course, Caught just it. guessed. And, no, no, he guessed and dived oh, out of the way, and so he scored. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I mean, they always they used to say since. I mean, obviously the game's changed now. Back in the day, as a kid, I can remember people saying to you when you want to take a penalty, make your mind up and don't That's change right. your mind. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now they seem to just. Do whatever they want. Wait for the keeper to go, then do it. I think it's definitely personal preference, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because not many, not many players would have the ball to do that. But it was a good save. But he was really pumped up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's the one thing I like about Johan is one of the very, very, very few England players who's a winner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? True. And I love trusting the England goalkeeper again. Yeah, so it's nice. yeah. even though he's never won anything. No, no, I'm well, talking about. No, England. come on, you. you know, it's thing, no, it's like, I think his sort of characteristics would be seen as arrogance in another player, but because he's so goddamn competent good, and because yeah. he's so goddamn good, he's he, you know he, oh, he, it, uh, he's allowed to be. That it was sort of a, it was a little bit arrogant, but no, it, it did its job, didn't it? That's well, the that's, problem. Oh, a bit arrogant. Not sure I like that. Well, no, well, this is what I'm saying, but I think Back with, with Hearts, Pete says it's, it is a little bit different. But they didn't win though. Swansea no, got, mm. got the win. They Luke Moore scored the winning goal. He did. Yeah, I've got loads of tweets. Lol. Yeah. I imagine you will sort of still have tried to take some credit for it though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me too well. City didn't seem to turn up, did they? They seem to underestimate Swansea, which is a foolish thing to do given how well they've been. They had a spell oh. where they were okay for a bit, but Swansea, Swansea have done what they've done all season and just been mm. so imperious at home yeah. and they kept the ball for fun, really. Mm. And they, were, they richly deserved their win. They kind of made City a bit sloppy, weirdly. They did, yeah. And it's a big test for City now because, uh, as people have said before, They've been knocked off the top. Yeah, yeah. And they've not they've not had that since October, so I don't, I'm not really sure they'll know how to react. And it'll be interesting to see what what, what they come up with next. Yeah, well, I mean, Tevez coming back could be a, oh, yeah. an interesting <laughs> development in this. It might be sort of a, the ace card they need. It's, it's, he's going to be like having a new signing, you know, weirdly. A worrying thing for, for for City fans possibly is the fact that they seem to really um, 
pin all their hopes on the fa- or pin all their excuses on the fact that they had a goal disallowed, which was which was correctly disallowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the rule. So I mean, surely that's a sign of a bit of weakness. Well, there, actually, yeah, it's like it's, if, if you score a goal and it's offside, it's like shooting the ball just wide and going. Well, I mean, if the goals yeah. are a bit bigger or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> isn't it? If the wind was lower down and harder. <laughs> yeah. You saw that that um, lad in the uh, crowd crying. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the it's like it's March. He also <laughs> he also claimed that he wasn't crying on Twitter. No, like, I wasn't he? crying. It was just emotional. Yeah, so him? emotional. You were. <laughs> Crying, <laughs> yeah. there were tears coming out That's of your a, eyes. The, the, the far end of emotion. That's it's still emotional. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's yeah not in touch with his emotional. Side Did you see um, uh, Keys and Grays tweeted their congratulations to Sean Massey for getting the call it's right? Just so much. So <laughs> Everyone's forgotten about you lads. Don't worry yeah, about you it. Don't need to a, keep bringing this up. There's a brilliant article on the Garden, isn't there, about all that? Yeah, yeah. Was it Amy Lawrence? Was it? Um, it wasn't Amy Lawrence. It was Marina Hyde. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Garden, yeah, it was very good. Um, the, the, basically, Richard Keys, I think, who wrote it, said. Um, it, it was like the internet it was basically the internet equivalent of sort of patting someone on the head mm. saying well done but he also said you know we're delighted for her as we as we were like a year ago so it's just still sort of unapologetic with yeah. it there's still so much arrogance in it <laughs> yeah. fitting that much bellendery into one tweet is yeah. quite impressive really um, uh, yeah indeed it is Jim um, but Man City that are in second because Manchester United beat West Brom 2-0 and a top are they going to mm. stay there? Are they going to stay there, Pete? They've got a better <laughs> run. I know I'm not Pete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've got a sort of, um, not easier, I suppose, but they've got a more comfortable run, you would think. Well, they so came, they've got some tough games coming up. They came through that period, didn't they, Manchester United, where they were away to Arsenal, mm. uh, away to Spurs, a few tricky ones. And they've come out of it, and now they're on top, which yeah. is incredible, really. And they, if, they know if they how were going to stay, stay there, don't yeah. they? Yeah, indeed they do. We said it before we said it again. They know how to win the title. There yes. we go. That's the views that I wanted to hear. Not even trying, are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Arsenal setting a record for the first side in Premier League history to have won four games in a row after going behind in each one. Yeah, it shows the spirit in the side, doesn't it? I mean, it is. Arsenal do make up for the fact that I don't smoke. Really, yeah. uh, health wise but um, yeah no I, I would like it if they would stop going 1-0 down they're but only 1-0 down for like 50 seconds yeah yeah, yeah. True, but no it was the spirit in the, t- in the team's brilliant it was an incredible win against Newcastle it really was they're just, they're, we were saying after the Tottenham game uh, Bakary Sanya seemed to sort of epitomise this it's like they just had enough and it's like that rage still hasn't worked, like worn off they're like the incredible Hulk I, I will do by <laughs> the end of the season when they need to win the last game to get fourth so yeah, and they, yeah. but um, you know, I'm a little concerned as well about all the, all the sort of uh, the fans on Twitter and Stuff like that, going, no, we're coming for you, Spurs. It's like, don't do that yet. But it gives us something to focus on. It though. does, yeah. yeah. Spurs have, have, funny with Spurs, they've not, people have been quick to jump on the sort of old red nut to England bandwagon, but Spurs haven't been playing badly, they've been playing no, well. They mm, playing just badly. been a bit unlucky. Better really. team against United. Yeah, absolutely. But it is remarkable, isn't it? And I know everyone has been saying this, but Spurs have had such a good season, also yeah. such a poor one, and it's only one point between them. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. all, it's all about getting that lad signed up, <clears> my lookalike signed up. <laughs> Which one? Riziki. Yeah, Thomas Rizitsky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, have a look yeah. like. He's not so, delighted for, for him for his sort of return to form. He looks like the player that he was when he first arrived at But Arsenal. it does just seem like, you know, Arshavin just had his, him under the thumb. It just seems <laughs> like as soon as he goes, he can play a bit of football oh, again. Arshavin said he wants to come back. He's thinking, hang on a minute. It's, 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 it's cold here. They <laughs> 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 <I> forgot. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, Theo Walcott looked a lot better. Yeah, he, final did. he had one of his, one of his good days. Sanya's made a big difference. Sanya's like one, one of the best players at Arsenal and arguably the best right back in the league. I would say you probably have Michael Richards up there with him as well. And yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to make a difference to any sort of right side player, you know, because he's, he's that option, isn't he? He's, he's, he's reliable, you know. Mm. He, he just. He allows Walcott to exp- express himself because he's not going to cock anything up. Yeah, he had right. a very easy run against uh, David Santon, mm, who, did, who, who yeah. is quick, but seemed to just not have the. He just doesn't seem to want to defend at any point. And they brought on fl- flipping James Perch for mm. <laughs> David Santon is quick, isn't he? You he is quick, but he, just, he, but he just doesn't. Um, he, he's quick going forwards, but not backwards, it seems. But Maybe he's uh, to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> it's much easier. Concentrate. You know, like the only. You sort of line up and he's facing his own goal. <laughs> it was a weird one. It was a really, really weird one. You, you want to um, you want to give more credit to Sandy really because it, as as it's pretty easy to work out if you, even if you don't play football that if you've got someone behind you instills you with confidence and mm. Walcott's biggest problem is confidence. Yeah. If he's got like a slightly um, more competent person behind him rather than God knows who yeah. uh, right back out of position <laughs> or whatever, well, part it's of much easier for him. Part of Arsenal's problem was for a, a couple of months they didn't have a fit fullback. You know, so they're playing yeah. sort of centre backs out of position. Obviously, it's made a huge difference. It's a better reflection of what Arsenal's squad is actually mm. like. You know, and Gibbs is back as well on the other side. Santos is fit and playing for the reserves tonight. Did you, see, did you see the interesting thing about? Um, apparently, Newcastle had a meeting with Jovino 
um, Newcastle, like, really? Yeah, yeah. It, but, um, in would it be in the summer? No, it might have been uh, in the winter. Or before it, Arsenal signed him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was yeah, right. and he um, and apparently he started text messaging in the middle of the meeting, and they went right. We don't we don't really. Know. Wow, it's quite a that is very fact, rude. It's an apocryphal tale, but I mean I think it's quite a, interesting. an interesting one if it's true. Yeah, but it's in the in the same way you hear little stories like that. I remember um, Gordon Strachan once said when he was I think he was in charge of Celtic. He had um, Emmanuel Adebayor mm. yeah. come and have a look around the club and all, and and he just said I didn't like his attitude. Like yeah, soon no, as for Cantona. At Liverpool, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, was it really? Yeah, we, t- we talked about this in the show. Sunez apparently said, yeah, we definitely want him. And then he met him and he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Sunez with Dwight York and like Sunez with David Dunn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God knows who else. <laughs> yeah. So then Sunez basically <clears throat> had, what he had, he had um, Cantona for a training session, <clears throat> put a big two-footer on him. Yeah. Apparently Cantona was annoyed like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it then. Retaliated. Yeah. Get out. We will not have people <laughs> two-foot me back. Pull your collar down. Um, <laughs> talk of Lucas Podolski on his way to Arsenal in the summer. Yeah, I think that uh, news is obviously been leaked um, for the sake of Arsenal fans to keep the sort of the good <laughs> mood up and also just sneak Van Persie <laughs> out the back door what happens yeah. well I think it's a sign to the, to the players and the fans that the club are changing their policy a little bit you know that they need to sort of bring in more recognised players there's talk of Mario Goetz coming in as well which would be bra- brilliant I mean it almost looks like they're trying to convince Podolski he's playing for Germany to make it <laughs> yeah. as much for Arsenal as for them but I mean uh, it, 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 you could look at it as it's you know Podolski would be a replacement for Van Persie obviously they're saying you know uh, he'll, he'll, he'll play alongside him but I think it's a smart move because if Wenger can't hang on to Van Persie uh, he, he will work as a replacement you know it's the sort of player you'd want to come mm. in to replace him and I think Wenger's had his fingers burned with being determined to, to hang on to players and then just not being able to so it, maybe it's a sort of a contingency plan in case that happens is, again Is that £100,000 a week limit um, a little bit old fashioned when was that actually I think I think it is yeah but I wonder if they'll change so that I wonder well, if they'll change that to co- sort of keep Van Persie well, there's talk Van Persie being offered 210 grand a week by Manchester City yeah I think that's just talk though isn't it there was Probably. a newspaper there was a newspaper talking about that um, where they quoted um, Van Persie's agent oh. but it just isn't his agent briefly going back to Podolski before we move on um, did you see him grab uh, was it his coach or one of the coaches throat? it was his coach yeah he got sent off for the weekend against Ber- her to Berlin yeah and as he walked off he grabbed the, his coach by the throat it was a soft sending off look yeah. forward to that that's yeah. still not a really good reason though is it <laughs> <laughs> coach I'm really annoyed I was going to say Luke I don't think you've heard me quite rightly I think there were three sends off in that mm. game now we must go to Newcastle where uh, the Newcastle fan who was um, fined £100 for writing uh, St James's I think he was going to write St James's part but he got caught uh, on Newcastle's now uh, called Sports Direct Arena Stadium mm. uh, we heard about this this happened a little while ago of course when the um, the name change first happened well he's been offered some help paying the fine I mean, he's unemployed but the uh, group of Newcastle supporters from the NUFC Fans United have said they will cover the costs and uh, I did I did quite like some of the quotes from this story because the, uh, the spokesperson from um, the uh, NUFC Fans United said I think a lot of people would say that Mike, v- Mike Ashley has vandalised the club by riding Sports Direct oh, Arena all over yeah. the stadium yeah um, but uh, Michael he owns the club <clears throat> though, doesn't he he Sorry. does yeah so <laughs> yeah. technically he owns you that can't, you can't really <laughs> vandalise your own property does yeah. you but uh, Michael Atkinson, who um, was the guy who did the uh, the vandalisation, was uh, vandalisation. I, I wow. love the, uh, the 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 story behind it. He was uh, eight cans of lager better off. Yeah, <laughs> and he saw messages on Facebook saying that the the name change is an absolute disgrace and something should be done about it. Was he drunk enough that he thought Facebook was telling him to do things? Yeah. He took it literally, Jimbo. I hope he <clears> lived <throat> locally. <laughs> he picked up his paint and paintbrush and walked down to the stadium. Turned up and I brought a knife to open it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, reports oh, say where's my stick. Where's my mixing stick? <laughs> reports say he'd only painted the two words until he was spotted by the police, and they said um, uh, when they got there. Oh no, he said sorry. Atkinson said. I will come with you. You would have done the same. I knew I was going to get nicked. <laughs> <laughs> you would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there we go. Atkinson said outside court, though, being banned from games is worse than the fine. I don't really regret it, but I won't do it again. It would be daft to get nicked for the same thing. <laughs> it was daft to get nicked for in the first place. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, it just reminds me of um, the Viz Cartoon Airtis. It, it, like, oh, it would be daft to get nicked for the same thing. Next pain, him getting nicked for the yeah, same yeah. thing. <laughs> Maybe it's like an elaborate plot to throw the police off the I definitely won't do this again. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Yeah. Next well, time he gets to St James's Par. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. uh, moving on then uh, to uh, Everton won Spurs nil. Good result for them, but of course they got beat three 0 off Liverpool. Mm. Oh, Stephen Gerrard hat trick. 
uh, on his 400th appearance for the club. I think it's his first hat trick, is it not? Second. Second. I think it's his second. Really? Yeah. That's immense. Yeah. 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 But um, uh, yeah, David Moyes has been getting a lot of praise recently, and, and rightly so. And it was a good win against Spurs. It's his 10 year mm. anniversary in the club, and he's yeah. done an excellent job. Spurs didn't play that bad. They really turned the screw, but yeah. just couldn't score. That's the story of their last three or four games, yeah. really. Do you think um, Moyes would be a sort of you know it'd be the right time for Moyes to go to a sort of bigger club if Redknapp did go to England and the Spurs job became available yeah I mean lots of people seem to think that Spurs might be able to attract a Mourinho but I'm not, I'm not really sure about that yeah, well, I was, the, I was Mourinho could of, always end up at Chelsea you know they might lose out that's true yeah. I was speaking to James Horncastle about it and he was saying you know, Spurs are really going to give him like millions and millions and millions I know they'll, they'll, they'll well, there's talk of a, a 50 million pound war chest what for the, for the incoming manager yeah well for, maybe for Redknapp would that be sensible to give it to Moyes over he came in there has he really spent that amount of money sensible to give it to Redknapp if, if you're going <laughs> to you know if, if you're going to appoint someone as manager you've got to back them haven't you yeah, yeah. but the, the problem with the problem with Moyes is everyone sort of says oh he's never had any money it's like he's had pockets Fellaini 15 million or something yeah, 12 million it's yeah, like but, but oh. they're kind of they're the rare examples aren't they I mean a 15 million pound player for a club like Tottenham or Chelsea that's you know it's a, a squad player almost mm. you know yeah. So. I think someone like Moyes he's been at Everton for so long to, to change and go to a club it, it's very yeah, difficult it be, you can't understand they're hitting a bit of a glass ceiling Everton aren't they that's yeah. the problem Bill no, Cameron yeah. can't follow a new owner yeah. David Moyes I mean, if they do find a new owner um, who wants to invest a load of money into the club, he may feel like he has his own sort of ideas of who he wants to bring in. But, but what tends to happen though with those kind of clubs is that if you if you don't have the money to back it up. And then you think, okay, and Moyes goes and you get someone else in. It'll never be as good. Moyes has got them, you know, it's probably as high as they mm. can go mm. at the moment. You need the money. You know, it happened. I mean, it's not, it's not right to compare Charlton to Everton, but if you look at someone like Kirbishley, you know, he, he secured them in the Premier League. Mm. And, and Kirbishley left, and they eventually they went down. Look at them, you know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, and also look at Kirbishley. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar situation. That's right. you know, he yeah. was so highly rated, but now he's. I'd, I'd love to see Moyes stay there. I really would, and hopefully the money will come one day. That, I think that would probably. But I mean, be we're, the, I mean, so do you think Redknapp will leave Spurs there? Do you know what he's saying? He's not sure, and I, and I, if he is offered a lot of money, um, this this proposed war chest, mm. any excuse to say that word. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't think he will. I think Redknapp still loves club management. He loves a bloody spend, yeah, you know, does, yeah. and so I think maybe Redknapp will say to himself, "I'll do this for another two or three years, and then I'm sure the England job will <laughs> reappear." Mm. Can you imagine him? Can you imagine him sort of sitting in the office with the FA talking about the management job, the England manager job, and sort of going, "Right, so let me get this right." He said, "I can't buy anyone at all. <laughs> no foreigners." <laughs> can I think uh, about it? No, if they, no, what they'll do is they'll sell it to him as free transfers. Yeah, everyone's on a free. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> just come and check with us first. Yeah. Everything's on a free. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want someone, you just drop him and he's gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, talking of England manager uh, positions. Glenn Hoddle's throwing his hat in the ring. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Hoddle's up for it. He's like, <laughs> I've got unfinished business. Yeah, get him in. <laughs> I love it. I bloody would. There's only one England manager in history that doesn't have. So you better start chanting there. Business. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Alf Ramsey. Yeah, there it is. So, yeah, it's, it's just a baffling thing to say, isn't it? Well, it's very true. It's business. And also, like that was like over ten years ago, wasn't it? It was. So, I mean, the guys probably moved on. Like when they had Gasco on Sky Sports News and he said, <laughs> I'd, I'd have Venables in there. I'd have Venables. <laughs> I would. I'd have Venables. Yeah, David Batty holding. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's probably just, in his mind, he's in sort of like the 90s. Though, like Marcus. Isn't he? Gaza. Like Marcus. <laughs> Sven, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, no, Sven wasn't 90s. That's true, true, to be fair. Don't true. be silly. Now, uh, Bolton, good win against QPR. Mm. That was a, the proverbial six pointer. QPR with a goal disallowed. I'm not sure which QPR agree with that. Definitely <laughs> a goal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Certainly a goal. Um, <laughs> it's just sort of reignited the technology debate, isn't it? Which I don't think we need to go back into. But um, it's being tested, isn't it? The, the sort of Hawkeye systems are being tested, so it could well be in place fairly soon. The real victim here is Clint Hill. Yeah. Never mm. scored a Premier League goal. <laughs> he, he did. He did score a home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. We had an yeah. yeah. <laughs> But QPR are in real trouble. And Pete and I were talking about this briefly before. I mean, they've got um, got Liverpool at home, Arsenal at home, United away, Spurs at home, Chelsea away, and Man City away on the last day. They're, they're down. Still they're down tricky. tricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so think. Tough. But when Bobby Zamora in the side, you never know. I've got think a chance. What happens to him, though, in the Championship? Scores loads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think QPR should just um, act as if the goal was given. Yeah, <laughs> just sort of, no, just no, not to, yeah, yeah, just sort of act as if they got the points, yeah, or the point, the point, extra point, yeah, yeah. yeah if they're gonna, you know, if you can be retrospectively, uh, you know, 
criticised for stuff you've done on the pitch through video, you know, yeah. looking at the video and stuff. You go, oh no, we definitely, we definitely did uh, draw that match. Yeah, I'd fine. like to see them take it to the extreme, like, and, and if it means they start with that extra point, <laughs> like fashioning their own Premier League fixture mm. list for next season, yeah. go into games, <laughs> yeah. getting on the pitch. But say if Bolton stay up instead, like turning up at As Bolton's games, yeah, you know, well, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is our dressing room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Wolves were beaten two 0 at home by Blackburn, sloppy from Wolves, but brilliant result for Blackburn Junior. Mm. Highlight. Second, uh, Mick McCarthy looks like a shrewd move. <laughs> <laughs> One point from nine or something. <laughs> My goody aunt. Uh, let's go to the championship where Leeds United with a great win away to Middlesbrough. Two promotional uh, candidates there and mm. uh, Warnock with the first real uh, big result for him, Ten. you could argue. You see the uh, Barry Robson sending off? Because the game was on the BBC, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. Barry Robson got sent off and Martin Keown was going, oh, what's he doing there? He's got to keep his head. It's all very vampire easier said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. Southampton beat Barnsley 2-0 and Ricky Lambert was named Championship Player of the Season. And what did he do? He celebrated. Ricky Lambert <laughs> celebrate! That's what he did. Yeah. Damn right. That's I was fair, at, isn't I, it? That's I, surely. I was at a music fest at the weekend. Someone shouted "Ricky Lambert celebrate" across the pavilion at me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, show yourself. I don't know yeah, who it was, but brilliant. it's amazing. That he obviously brilliant. just heard the news. Yeah, but I said we're, we're happy with that. Surely, Ricky that, Lambert. That's it. Could have been some reggae on the other stage. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With Ricky Lambert celebrating after yeah. he celebrate. <laughs> okay, right. Get him on the one. plane. Just. A, not yet. Get him, get him on the England B team playing. They still yeah. doing those. Get I him hope on so. yeah, I Chris, Chris so. Sutton's the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, Lambert said, didn't he, when he accepted uh, the awards, that uh, he wishes he'd worked harder when he was younger, but he didn't quite believe in himself, so he didn't push himself as hard as he, he felt that he should That's have, and now realises he needs to, which is a, a really interesting sort of insight. Rick, Ricky Lambert castigate. <laughs> 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 um, but Southampton are top. West Ham drew one all with Doncaster. Funny one. West Ham dropping points at home to the mm. team that are in twenty. 20- 22nd. Um, they, they got battered by Ipswich and they've not, they've not yeah, lost a game since then. They've picked yeah. up a bit, haven't they? But, you know, they are still a bit slack and all over the place. And who would have thought that would happen if you just signed up loads of sort of mercenary has been? <laughs> yeah. Incredible, isn't it, Jim? The, um, the championship at the top is funny because. Um, well, Reading drew uh, with Doncaster and they're up to second now. Mm. West Ham yeah, have a game in hand. They do, though, yeah. But West Ham and Southampton, West Ham are, un- are unbeaten in seven, I think. Southampton are unbeaten in nine in the league. And Reading have still reeled them in because they've won mm. like nine in a row or something. Well, they won ten in a row and they drew against. Um, Against uh, who was it? I forget now. The Reading, uh, Reading drew against Doncaster. Don- yeah. yeah, sorry, and and um, I saw Reading at Portsmouth at the Daisy Stadium last week. Mm. They won one 0 and it was honestly one of the worst games I've ever seen. <laughs> they won one 0 was the only shot on target, and Portsmouth <laughs> didn't have a single shot. Wow, it's, it was awful. It's <laughs> so bad. Uh, the old Reading surge, as predicted by the twenty-five quid to get in. So wow. yeah, naughty. Uh, let's go to La Liga, where Real Madrid beat Betis three two, and Jose Mourinho won his seventy seventh game in charge of Real Madrid, which makes him, uh, which makes his seventy seven wins out of his first hundred games in Spain the most successful ton in Spanish history. His uh, team that is, also that is incredible. It is, yeah. isn't it? His team also set a, a club record of ten away wins on the trot. Great wow. stuff. And he was sticking the boot into Pep as well, wasn't he? This he week? always does. Thinly veiled it was. Yeah, in his uh, weekly Pep bashing press conference. <laughs> he managed to Pep basically turn... He managed to turn, turn a, him being a bit of an idiot mm. and Pep being like a bit of a gentleman around to like, oh yeah, but the difference between me and Pep is I know my faults and I let, lay them bare for everyone to see, whereas Pep hides them. <laughs> Behind his card. Yeah, 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 that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they're not going to win the league now. Ten no, points clear. No, absolutely, yeah. I, I did find it funny, some of the... Reports were saying Barcelona trim Real Madrid's lead to 10 points and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, well, one of the goal scorers for Real Betis is a guy called Jefferson Montero, but on um, on his shirt, for some reason, uh, rather than just having Montero, Jeff? he's got Jeff Montero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alan Valderrama yeah. all over again. Yeah, who's, yeah it's true. Um, it's like when Portsmouth once signed a player called Jean-Francois Perron, this like, French, I think he was a midfielder way back in the 90s, I think it was. And he did an interview in the local paper, as, as they do, unveil a new signing. Mm. And he said, I'd like to be called Jeff. Why? And it's like you call Jean Francois a really nice name, yeah. like Jeff Jeff Perron. Please, <laughs> I, I don't like it when uh, when people try and reduce um, good na- like Roberto Baggio and people call him Robbie Baggio. Robbie Baggio, yeah, yeah. Nobby, oh. Norbert. I don't, I've never liked that really. Yeah, Nobby yeah. But the classic car I think is on the twenty second of April, isn't it? So if ten pointer, if so Barcelona, they should agree to that. <laughs> but yeah, this, that's the real title race. Yeah. So whoever wins that wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a four pointer for Barcelona if they win. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the slim hope they have. But I just can't see Madrid dropping that many points. But there's no way that um, what, even what, if they win, because if Barcelona win that game, because Real Madrid is so poor against Barcelona, what they ne- needed to do is make sure they've got a bigger gap and three points yeah. ahead of Barcelona for that game, and they've done that. And there's mm. no way they're going to lose it. Could they? Could they win the title there? 
I suppose they could do, yeah. I suppose they could do, yeah. That would be a big one. Indeed, it would be. Uh, Barcelona did beat Racing Sanitaire 2 0. The goal's coming from Messi. Messi also became the first player uh, to score a glut five goals in a Champions League match against uh, Bayern Leverkusen. That was magnificent. Wasn't it just? <laughs> just <laughs> the the first goal. Two lobs. Yeah, his first lob. Like, I still don't work out how he's done that. It's like he's <laughs> inventing new ways to kick a football. Yeah. <laughs> Like what, how quickly he got it up and down sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the part of his foot he hit it with, I, I, I haven't got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that Me- uh, Messi's brother, uh, Matthias Messi, um, it was revealed that he has a tattoo of his famous brother on his left shoulder? <sighs> That's an awkward thing to That's gauge, isn't weird, it? Isn't that it? is really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Your oh. brother, would you ever get a tattoo of him on your shoulder? No. What would he have to do if you did get a tattoo of him on the shoulder? A glass against Bayern. Also in the Champions League, we have to say that um, Applewell and Nicosia progressing to the quarterfinals, the first separate team to do so, yeah, was just magnificent yeah, scene. It was, yeah. yeah. On pen, Michel Bastos missed one, didn't he? He did for, for Leon, yeah. 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 So I'm, just, I'm still thinking about that messy thing. Could you imagine, yeah. if, if, <laughs> imagine if Rodri Giggs had done that? <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. Rodrigo Spears, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. Or Alan Valderrama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, uh, the race. I was going to say Paul oh. Terry, but he's just as bad as John. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They've probably got tattoos of each other. Each other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil and Gary Devil. Yeah. Um, uh, Levante lost 1 0 to Malaga. Malaga are in fourth, Levante are in fifth. Osasuna are still in the hunt for fourth though after beating Bilz's Bilbao 2-1 Bilbao were magnificent against Man United while I was coming on to that yeah they beat Manchester United 3-2 at Old Trafford Mm. they're fans as well amazing one of the best attacking performances I've seen from an away European team at Old Trafford absolutely the the, the third goal Muniain the the pace I know (laughs) he was like the Eurostar coming down there it was just incredible four times to to make up and he's still got there you think you must break your leg in that sort of it wasn't like he was running forward it was like he's playing the world back <laughs> it was wasn't it it was like he was skiing towards goal and like David De Gea was like in a dream where he couldn't get anywhere he's just yeah. like, he, you're really close to the ball just yeah. get in the way of it <laughs> it was amazing and one thing about that just on the La Liga thing yeah. because the, the, the league table is so skewed as Barcelona and Real Madrid are so dominant yes um, you've got the teams in fourth, fifth, and sixth: Malaga, Levante, and Osasuna. Mm, yeah. Malaga have got a goal difference of zero in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Levante have got a goal difference of zero in fifth. <laughs> Osasuna in sixth, minus nine. Golden thing. Because that eight nil drubbing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's season. right. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. But I mean, that is quite something with Bilbao beating Manchester United. The team of seventh in the league are beating the team of first. In the mm. But Bilbao are the best going forward in the in the La Liga outside the top two. Definitely. Mm. It's also, I mean, a lot of people say that the um, the Spanish league is almost like the SPL, and it's so. So horribly dominated by two teams, but that's not to say that teams below them are bad. Yeah, because it, I mean we're looking at two of them. In the SPL, the, they are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I think that's the <laughs> in, in the league. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, looking, at, we're look, looking at two of the greatest sides of the world seen, really. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they're the best they teams, they teams in the world. They shouldn't yeah. even be in the same league as each other. Really, should they? Mm. What league yeah. should they be in their own league? They should. No, they should be like, like what, a, a league of their Spanish own league. And they can play in, like, I don't know, Portugal. Space League. Real. <laughs> well, let's go back to earthly leagues, where we go to Serie A. And uh, Milan have opened up a four-point lead over Juventus. They beat Lecce 2-0 at home. A lovely goal from Ibra. Uh, Juve drew mm. away to Genoa. Ibra was rather rude to a Sky Sport presenter. Of course he was. Yeah, she asked him a question, and he threw a headband at her. Didn't he? I, I think, think it was his hair clip yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Was that not his, like, sort of woman lasso? <laughs> I think, well, did he not say, what the F are you asking or looking at or something? She asked him a problem about how, like, what, what the, the, the Milan president said something about Ibra was looking really moody or something, so, you know, Kel Surprise. And, yeah. and, uh, it's just his face. Yeah, and the president <laughs> said, well, I'd rather have a, an angry, yeah. unhappy Ibra than a sort of placid one. Mm. And then um, she asked him a question about it. I can't remember the ins and outs of it, and he threw something at her. Yeah, it was gent. Something. He's a gent. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the the goal he nearly scored against Lecce? What, what was it was it was basically sort of he was right on the edge of the box, um, sort of t- towards the touchline, um, just inside Lecce's box, like the sort of position you should really cross from. And he just sort of tried to scoop it into the far post, and it so nearly came yeah. off. Yeah. And he even even sort of looked quite humble afterwards, as if to go, hey, "No, he didn't." What was I trying to do doing that? Hey? Yeah, I'm Zlatan. I'm going to score a brilliant goal in a minute. You watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did. I think the reason he did that thing to that woman in the interview is because he's a big interview bottler. 
Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just didn't fancy it, yeah. Napoli are up to fourth after a 6-3 win against Cagliari. Oh, it's funny because I thought Italian football was really boring all the time. Yeah, 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 there's it's like no, no goals no and goals. that. Yeah. Six individual scorers for Napoli. Mm. And, and, and a hat-trick for uh, Cagliari as well. Yeah, Joaquin uh, Laravia. Yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce the surname. The game was chaos. The um, highlights <laughs> I saw of that, um, well, I think from Napoli's... I like a chaotic from, game. Yeah, I think they were from Napoli's own TV station, so the commentary on it was just hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guy was having a stroke for 90 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Super. like Napoli throw-ins were getting celebrated more than goals <laughs> get celebrated here. That's that is honestly, I'm not making that's what Pompey fans do now. They say, when I was at, at the Badeski, they were celebrating throw-ins <laughs> and seeing. Um, Let's pretend we've scored a goal and oh, cheering. Pretending going on at the game was one all when it wasn't. Um, singing the championships upside down we're going up with Doncaster yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. uh, keep the mood up um, uh, Inter won 2 nil away at Kiev late goals from Diego Melito and Walter Samuel but they're old out war horses two old war horses yeah. Yeah. They are absolute veterans with yeah. arrows sticking out of their legs yeah. <laughs> Diego Melito and Walter Samuel are two sort of blokes that in a battle would have like three or four arrows stuck in them and yeah. still be fighting yeah. and yeah. they'd make it out the other end yeah, oh, yeah, can yeah. you imagine I've scarred up their cartilages oh. this is Inter <laughs> <laughs> Walter Samuel is like 85% cartilage. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the rest it's like is the cartilage. Bar- yeah. <laughs> it's like the barrier reef behind yeah. his kneecap. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> solid. The back, behind his kneecap is just like a really badly broken up like wafer biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Held together by like sticky plaster. My goodness. But uh, having said all that, they're out of the Champions League. Marseille on away goals. Mm. Mm. That's huge. That is huge. Couple of late goals. It's huge. Also in the Champions League, Bayern beat Basel seven nil in Munich. Seven one on aggregate. Champions League is particularly brilliant this year, isn't it? Mm. They beat Freiburg seven nil as well. I would yeah. like to know if actually the first team to win two seven nil games in a row. They must. Oh, sorry, was it two, Huffenheim. Four, seven, was it Huffenheim? I was at Huffenheim. Was that okay? Mar- Mario Gomez got seven goals in those two games. Yeah. Incredible stuff. I, I could really see him being a sort of Van Nistelrooy figure at United. Mm. He's got that same sort of just absolute kind of lethal finishing. He cost uh, Bayern quite a lot of money, didn't he? Yeah. I, I was surprised he didn't sort of move out of Germany, actually. But Bayern are a big, big problem. Yeah, yeah, they're a big Bayern, deal, Bayern are doing very well this uh, year, yeah, though. They're, uh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're a fair whack off. I think, I think they're, they're five really points off yeah. Dortmund at the top. They've been fairly inconsistent. That's been the yeah. problem. They're they're second, patchy though. runs. You know, in Champions League. So. Got the Euros to come. Yeah. He's laughing. Now, uh, another man who uh, laughs a lot is Gigi Bacali. Hey, Should we go to Romania? Yeah. Can we? It's been a little while, hasn't it? Shall He's we, shall we uh, roll the wheel of um, simile and metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what he comes up with. Uh, Bacali. He's planning on getting rid of all the foreigners that play for his storybook arrest team. Hey, good lads. Um, good lads. Uh, in an article from uh, The Guardian, Bacali said, I want to see a team built entirely of Romanians. That's my intention. <laughs> Pablo Brandon has already left a join a Chinese club but the contracts of um, Geraldo Alves and Valentin Iliev will not be extended after the end of the season and Stefan Nikolic will also leave I'm almost certain that that will be the first those players have heard of this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh okay yeah well he's, he, the reason why he's doing this is he's, he's harking on back to when Stoyer won the European Cup in 1986 beating <laughs> Terry Venables Barcelona in, yeah. in the final 2-0 on penalties El Tell yeah. Barcelona penalties. missed four penalties yeah. the, the first four penalties were missed two for Stoyle and two for Balsano and, and this is the, these are the stories that escape the country <laughs> that's what I like about imagine Gigi keeping Bacardi. a clean sheet in a penalty <laughs> shootout that's an amazing achievement there but um, uh, as uh, Bacali said there were only Romanians in the team in 1986 and they won the European Cup so why should we pay get them back yeah <laughs> why should we pay high salaries to foreign players and not win anything I love his logic or lack mm. of yeah. yeah but in other news Bacali is uh, uh, currently uh, being sued by Dynamo Bucharest owner Drag um, Savulescu because uh, Gigi said about uh, Savulescu that he is a man who sleeps with men gay I think that's what he means um, and Savulescu wants two and a half million euros in damages I mean is it that bad for that's, someone to say that, that is that a really you? really homophobic amount I was going to say yeah. the best bit about that story is that, that um, Bacali come back and said he had over 30 witnesses <laughs> who were testified busy park <laughs> And then, and then that's a, some party that <laughs> Savalescu then said he is a thick primitive brute yeah brilliant oh I don't know Ooh. whether that's Bacardi which is quite it. a camp insult isn't oh, it you yeah. big brute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh cheers me oh dear oh dear right now before going for gold we're going to go to Brazil where uh, Ricardo Teixeira 
has resigned from the CBF, Brazil's Football Association, due to health reasons. He's been in charge there for 23 years, and Vice President Jose Maria Marin has taken over. He's the bloke that stole that medal. We talked about a few weeks ago. Excellent. We're in good hands. Well, so we've gone from a thief to a thief yeah, yeah. Well, he's just a smaller he- scale thief but he'll learn yeah. well, when we say worry. health yeah. reasons does it mean like the health of his bank account is that why I don't know but he's still um, he will remain a FIFA executive committee member he can't run Brazil but he can still run the world <laughs> yeah. I could imagine like to share it interviewing him for the position and go right What's the biggest thing you've stolen? <laughs> I stole a medal. Medal in a youth tournament. Mm. Worried about a lack of his ambition there. <laughs> well, um, maybe it wasn't for a lot of people. Oh, you're in then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe stealing the medal was like a test. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. And you've, he passed with flying colours. You've got gall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Well, uh, um, it was quite funny actually because um, Ronaldo was saying that, oh, you know, uh, sad to see to share a leave, blah, blah, blah. Romario was um, not so. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, no sooner had the news broken, and bearing in mind it's, it's supposedly to do with health reasons, he said, uh, Romario said, Today we can celebrate. We have exterminated a cancer from Brazilian football. Finally, Teixeira has resigned from the CBF presidency. And he went on to say, I hope the new president, uh, Jose Maria Marin, who stole a medal from a Corinthians youth player, does not make that a habit in the Confederation. Sir, now we have to exterminate the AIDS. Oh my so does he God. call him the AIDS? And <laughs> oh my I God. Do you know what I mean? That's oh, Romario. Manageable drugs nowadays. So. Incredible. FIFA, so much fun. Oh, yeah, well, it's not that fun. Well, yeah, that's um, yeah. the CBF. But the CBF and FIFA having to jump in the bed together for the World yeah. Cup, it's just, it's, uh, well, it's as we've been reporting, it? it's only going to get funnier. Yeah. But Teixeira also said that he was uh, he felt he'd sort of, he could leave, you know, having you know performed his duties really well and sort of you know like with his head held high. And it's just, why is it that the most corrupt people are always so quick to lord themselves yeah. when they sort of leave? They, ne- they never leave with dignity. They always leave talking talking themselves up. You know, sort of like almost being defiant. In in advance it's at least we've got people guilty who do, conscience at least mm. we've got people who do act with dignity around that sort of thing like Dave Richards mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. tell the uninitiated what Dave Richards yeah, did well I'm sure a lot of people know this already but Dave Richards um, yesterday um, he's it, one, it, the, one of the uh, big, big, he's a big cheese in English football basically yeah. he, he, he's, he got his uh, job by um, by running Sheffield Wednesday into the ground is that right that yeah. was his audition uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's usually enough yeah fit and proper uh, he was uh, it was in Doha was, was it yeah. not where, the, where this happened it was a uh, Think well, yeah, what, what was it for? Uh, it was it was a big sort of FIFA UEFA conference, wasn't it? Something like that. And basically, he, he at this sort of conference, he'd said that um, on the he wire. felt he, he <laughs> apparently so he felt that FIFA had robbed football from England. That um, they in the sort of World Cup bidding process, they hadn't made it clear they were looking at giving it to nations that had never had it before. And he reminded the world that uh, that, that England invented the game, you yeah. know, and that the Chinese can say they invented it if they wanted, but we know that we did, and we standardised it and gave it all this, that, and the other, and that the world should be grateful and apparently he was really getting quite angry and had to be calmed down then afterwards at the uh, sort of drinks afterwards fell into a swimming pool (laughs) (laughs) oh Jonathan Wilson called him Captain Mannering no no, it's absolutely classic isn't it is that I mean it would be funny anyway I'm sure we'd hear about it if he fell into the swimming pool but like that he's just made such a huge sort of like proper little Englander abroad (laughs) sort of tirade against bloody Johnny Foreigner the swimming pool thing ruining our game makes me think he had like a white hanky on his head yeah. Yeah. I was getting really flustered yeah. and was asking like the head of the Indian FA who he mistook for like a waiter or something yeah. to fetch him like another pink fizz or something like no, that. He, he was, no, he was stumbling around because all the German delegates had taken all the best spots in front of the pool <laughs> and laid their uh, towels down. I'm so furious. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he's sort of some wag standing by the pool would have gone, well, well clearly he needed to cool down. Yeah, other sports say come in. Okay, cool off, David. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Well, uh, back uh, briefly to, to Brazil, uh, where uh, Jerome Valka uh, insulted Brazil the other week, what, saying that they needed <laughs> what the f- a what's they, going on. They needed to kick up the backside with their World Cup preparations. To be fair, he is right if the reports <laughs> yeah. are to be um, believed. He ha- he apologised to the country, and the Brazilian government has accepted this. Although the presidential adviser. Um, Marco Garcia had a little dig at Valka by saying this FIFA spokesman's name has been crossed off this guy's a bum <laughs> presidential advisor yeah. absolutely for one of the it. biggest economies in the world the 2014 World Cup might break football yeah, yeah. I just you know it, it's like watching the, the idiots in parliament <laughs> just yeah. shouting what the NHS Mud bill it's just kind of like yeah. it's just just get your jo- do your job We're do not- your job don't whinge about being late just do it it's 2012 sure. the, cu- the cup's in 2014 we've got loads of to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they get better and now it's time for going for gold going for going for gold gold it is time for going for gold I'll just get me uh, woo 
be clues over here. So on the computer. Who, who, who won it last time? <sighs> you. I think you know who won, you it won last time. You won it last time, Luke. Ah. You there's the finger. Yeah. <laughs> there's. Um, oh, by the way, quickly before we do before we do go, go on, for Claude, go um, have you seen the new assistant manager at Chelsea? Uh, it's it's Eddie, Eddie Newton. Newton. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Eddie Newton. <laughs> the Chinese peanut and yeah. Eddie Newton. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Is it Eddie Newton? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it is We've not. We've already had him. Uh, Stop, Di Matteo. No. Jim, move the move the. You could. He could oh, it's very very honest of you, there, Jim. Jim yeah. can see the clues. The clues. <laughs> Jim can see the clues. I can see the reflection of the clues in your glasses. Oh, golden bit. Right, Has he get right? Yep. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll get them out quickly. Right. Three. Um, yeah. yeah. No, honestly, <laughs> seriously, lovely banter. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in Chernovolia, the Ukrainian uh, SSR. Near Stop. Right now across the Ukraine. Oh, Andrei Voronin. No. Stop. Is Andrei Shevchenko? No. Stop. Ah, we're out of Sergei Rebrov. No. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We had any more Ukrainians. Yeah. Somebody suggested this name to Stop. me. Stop. So. I like illusion You can only no, have one, one guest per, guest per round. round. On. Well, it's I not him just... anyway, so I've done you all a favour. <laughs> <laughs> when I was eight years old, a coach from uh, Skonto Riga visited he, uh, my school and I decided to play football. Which makes you think he could have been a fireman if, like, yeah. the fireman came round. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really strange. Or a police dog. I want to be a police dog. <laughs> it also implies that he'd never played before. Yeah, that yeah. scout's got the wrong way around. He's supposed to be watching actual <laughs> play. Yeah. Anyone fancy a game? Yeah. <laughs> I started on the wings and in midfield, but settled on striker. Mm. Stop. Andrew Kinchelskis? No. Mm, I'm, carry on. I won the Baltic Cup with my national team. It's a very cold car. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Stop. Paolo Maldini. <laughs> <laughs> a, late, a very late Paolo Maldini. Yeah, it? usually it's earlier. All right, this is, uh, I've got two clues left. I was known as the Latvian Michael Owen. Stop. Stop. Marion Bajals. Yes. Yes! Ginner, <laughs> yes! Good work. <laughs> Marion Pahas. Oh, Surrounded nice. legend. Yeah. If there is such a thing. And I'd like to thank a uh, anonymous Twitter, emailer, or text. I can't remember who told me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know you but are. Thank you. Thank you. Probably indeed. the Surrounded fan. Thank you for, uh, for your email, lady. Let's have an email or two. Let's. Um, shall I go first? Indeed, you shall. Woohoo, Black Betty, Ramble Amblers. <laughs> I mean, that has like that. raised the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the greatest, isn't it? Um, when I was around 11 years old, I was running late for football practice. My favourite football shirt was in the laundry bin. Nonetheless, I pulled it out and took it to training. What I didn't know was that my mother had dropped a bottle of vinaigrette uh, all over it and used What's my football class problem? Yeah, and used my football shirt to wipe it up. Oh. So when I wore it, I smelled of vinaigrette and got all kinds of <laughs> stick from all my little training buddies. They couldn't stand near me because of the smell I had the training of my life dribbling past my opponents with consummate ease and scoring freely so maybe wearing shirts smelling of vinaigre could be the way to end Barcelona's winning ways in the Champions League and that is from Michel Jongsma uh, in the Netherlands I hope Ooh. I pronounced that right uh, so yeah thank you very much maybe um, that was so the secret growth serum that they injected into Messi, Messi yeah. 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 maybe Messi isn't that good he just stinks <laughs> <laughs> Messi you stinker yeah you, you wouldn't want to mark someone who absolutely reeks would you, you wouldn't. it would put you off because every time they came near you go oh Gordon yeah. <laughs> there we are. Pete, what At least got? Paul McGrath used to have a breath mint before he got out of the This is uh, an email from one Adam Sunderland. All right, Ramblers. Hello. It was, hello. <laughs> All right. it was my girlfriend's birthday last week. Decided to treat her to an I Am Zlatan t shirt. Right. The look of happiness when she opened it brought a tear to my eye. She's never watched a football match in her life and has no idea who Zlatan Ibrahimovic is. <laughs> <laughs> Happy day. <laughs> well days, well done, Adam Sunderland. Yeah, uh, we, we, have a, we have a final uh, email. Uh, this is uh, a friend of mine, uh, sort of put me onto this a friend of mine Ben Vandervelde his name is he was uh, Lovely about, a friend of his Gareth Hooper uh, would write silly football poems right this is a two part so I'm just going to firstly going to read the poem right <laughs> um, and then tell you the story behind it it's, uh, it's called If We Could Clone Ian Wone <laughs> If we could clone Ian Wone, there'd be nothing else we'd need. Not a weakness on the pitch, entertainment guaranteed. Ian, you play centre-back, Wone, you're in goal. Should we play with two up top, or stick Ian in the hole? <laughs> if we could clone Ian Wone, what a team we'd be. A 3-1 win away from home, and Ian's grabbed all three. <laughs> Ian Wone from fullback, up the lines of forward, Wone. Wone then sticks it in the box, and Ian heads it home. <laughs> 
if we could clone Ian Wone, no team could ask for more. Better than United in 99 or Arsenal in 04. After the referee's blown for full time and the players are heading home, each opposition player's happy. He swaps shirts with Ian Wone. Right, and sort of the, the story behind that is uh, that, that Gareth Hooper, the author of that superb poem, found a way to somehow get in touch with Ian Wone and send him this poem. And he got an email back from Ian Wone's sister saying, Stop hassling my brother, you weirdo. <laughs> and the thing I like about it is that his sister has access to his emails. Yeah, yeah. And she's also called Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Lee Sharp fan club, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Run by his sister. But, but Lee Sharp used to do barbecues for his fans. Yeah. yeah. In Has his house. I'll tell you what though If anybody doesn't know Who Ian Wone is Treat yourself Because he scored some Great goals yeah, he did. There must be some YouTube He's got a couple of bottles Against Newcastle He did The best thing like that is Nottingham that, Forest player I really want to uh, I really want to be called John John Warne And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I really want to do Like a cartoon of John Warne Just walking around Like the Nottingham Just going Leave my brother <laughs> Leave my brother <laughs> Can I have win. free food please He's my brother <laughs> Keep, Get your uh, football poems in <laughs> mm. And it's profile time, ladies and gentlemen. We've got there, and we have a French footballing legend for you. It's Raymond Copper. Oh, la la. Big yes. one. How about Ledge. that, eh? Absolute legend. Mm. 50s legend. 50s legend. But he was born on October 13th, 1931. 36 years before them summer of loves. <laughs> <laughs> a French trailblazer. But we'll yeah. come on to that. Yeah. Um, Raymond uh, Copper Zuzki, as he was originally known, born in France to Polish parents. Um, but he was uh, he was loved football from an early age, as they all do. Mm. Uh, after finishing school at the age of fourteen, he went to work down the mines in his town in northern France, which is <laughs> remarkable. Fourteen years yeah. old down the mines, you, you know, finish so school on the Friday, you got the job on the Monday. I think Jermaine Pennant did that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Right. Which one of those things can you think? They have mines in France. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they have mines in all of the north. <laughs> <laughs> all of the norths. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, a few years later, in 1949, he'd entered the Young Footballer Competition, which uh, in France at the time was a national event open to young hopefuls with uh, many of the top coaches watching on. Like those Sky One programmes. It was, an, it was a... What was it called? Rooney Street I told you it was a, a trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just called the Young Footballer's Competition. I think that's what it was called. Something like that. Rubbish name. He came second overall. Who came first? Uh, I don't know. Oh. And he signed with uh, Angers, or Angers, as it's spelled. Uh, <laughs> Let's in, go with that. Angers. <laughs> he signed for Angers. Um, uh, uh, two years later, he was uh, playing in a friendly match and he impressed Albert Bateau, who was the legendary coach of Stade de Rem. Uh, Bateau mm. was uh, great at many things, but one thing in particular he was superb at was enabling flair players to express themselves fully on the field and, and, and Copper signed for Stade Rem in 1951 um, Copper was like a playmaker come sort of forward wasn't he yeah, yeah, number strike. 10 kind yeah, of really. Stade Rem have a very interesting story as well they were one of the biggest clubs in Europe at the time and they've just kind of disappeared they do still exist but they're sort of kind of uh, down, down in the sort of lower leagues that's right where the word Ream came from another no it isn't Sanity Enner also yeah 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 uh, Blackburn Rose um, so uh, yeah he's signed for them in 1951 um, now Copper was quite a small guy he was only 5 foot 6 but it was that low centre of gravity which mm. um, he, he made the most of you know very impressive dribbler of the ball um, as you said deployed behind the strikers and Copper said I absolutely love dribbling some people told me off for it saying that I held on to the ball too long and sl- I slowed the game down but my coach always insisted that I stick to my style of play it's like Grinch. Nice just, yeah. just loves to dribble. Yeah, and the yeah. crowd loved it as well. Yeah. Uh, Dribbling was his bit nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could pick out a pass, create chances, dictate the tempo. Yeah. So when they say, oh, you, you're slowing the game down, it's like, yes, yeah. I know. That's He's an orchestrator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed, he was. Uh, he played. Uh, oh, he also got amongst the goals quite a lot as well. He played in the 1954 World Cup with France, although they went out in the first round, but his time in the international scene was to come four years after that. Now, uh, Cop and uh, his team Starem during that period as you said uh, Jimbo they won the league twice they were an excellent side back then mm. the best team in France and finished runners up to Real Madrid in the European Cup final losing 4-3 
Um, Real Madrid were quite good back then, weren't they? They, they were they decent. Weren't bad. <laughs> yeah. They were decent. It's also well. worth noting as well that the European Cup back then was like there were like two rounds in it, or something weird like that. There weren't many <laughs> teams involved in but, it, but, but still. But you know, any kind of international competition was was unheard of as well. And you had to win the league to be in it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's at least say that you know. Ah, yesterday. Yeah. Even we can remember those days. And he signed for Real Madrid did Copper shortly after that, which caused some out caused some outrage in France. Um, he said of this I was the first French player to leave the country and play abroad at the time a lot of people saw me as a traitor it was just my misfortune to be a pioneer it's quite an odd thing to, yeah. to, to say to also, misfortune for a pioneer I think it was because obviously he played against Madrid in, in that final he did and um, I think there'd been talk of him going there before that if I think, well, I remember uh, about him is right and there was talk um, you know after they played the Stefano was apparently incredible and just unplayable in that final and afterwards he was almost like sort of like really sort of French and philosophical and like Albert Camus about it, it was like yeah. they do not need me oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> depressing <laughs> well um, he, he did team up with Alfredo de Stefano and Ferenc Pushkash at Madrid because de Stefano just played wherever he wanted didn't he yeah. he started off moves finishing moves he could do everything yeah. he wanted Copa, I mean, that, that's the Galacticos of its day yeah. yeah well they were the original Galacticos I mean de Stefano Pushkash and Copa yeah mm. That's, that's obscene. Worth, that's yeah. worth the ticket price. It yeah. is. Um, and uh, one of the best clubs in the 20th century, mm. damn it all, um, Copper was voted in the top three of the Ballon d'Or for four years in a row. and He was third in 56 and 57, first in 58 and, and second in 59. I mean, when you are winning the Ballon d'Or ahead of Pushkas and De Stefano... Mm. You wonder how many people have, would have heard of him, because yeah. it, for that is a phenomenal record. That is ridiculous. He, he does, his status doesn't seem to reflect how, how much he did, yeah. you know. Well, he was at Madrid for three years, whereas maybe other players, other legends yeah, there have built a longer there, legacy. Slightly perhaps. more. But um, I, I, I think it's best to leave it to Copper to, to describe his time there. He said, they were three fantastic years. For three whole seasons, we won the lot. Yeah. We were also voted the team of the century by the fans in the year 2000, which was uh, Madrid's um, centenary year. He said, there was an incredible atmosphere whenever we played. We didn't have any sponsors and there was no games on TV, so we had to play friendly matches across the world to keep the club going. Um, and he said uh, I won three consecutive European Cups with Real and in three years we only lost one home match in all competitions <laughs> <laughs> my god against Pep Guardiola's Barcelona <laughs> <laughs> um, during his time at Real Madrid he participated in the 1958 World Cup finals in Sweden with France of course France were excellent in that tournament they finished third um, Wales got to the semi-final, didn't they? They won Barca. Was a quarter-final. I think it was by Barca by Brazil. They're everywhere. They're, that's right. Um, Wales did very well in that tournament, from what I remember. They yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. No, Wales were was good. Uh, put in a good performance. Um, France started off with a seven-three victory over Paraguay, who were uh, meant to be one of the favourites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seven, especially back then. Um, and uh, they they were beaten by uh, Pele and Brazil in the semi-finals, five-two. Uh, but they were down to 10 men their captain was uh, injured and of course no substitutes yeah. back then cause that's, that's right because Brazil beat Wales in the quarter and they beat France in the semi I think yeah 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 well um, now again this is how decent Copper was I mean he was given the golden ball for best player of the tournament mm. bearing in mind that was Pele mm. uh, yeah. Didi for Brazil and Just Fontaine Copper's teammate scored 13, 13 goals, goals. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he must have been flipping Phenomenal. amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely incredible uh, and he got three himself in, uh, in that tournament and France, France finished third uh, he left Real Madrid uh, in 1959 went back to Stade Rennes where he played for another eight years before retiring managed to uh, get another couple of uh, league title wins as well in, in that time but him and, uh, and his teammate Just Fontaine who we inducted not that long ago uh, obviously had a massive impact uh, on French football on the field but off it as well because together they helped fa found the uh, National Union of Players Footballers which brought in fixed time contracts because up until the late 60s in France players belonged to their clubs for life blimey oh. Oh. so it's quite an important change yeah, yeah that's huge in the history of the game so how did Madrid get him they kidnap him well yeah pretty much I, I suppose they must have just convinced Sabrim to say you know you've got to let, let us have him yeah. yeah well yeah very different back then um, so uh, so maybe everything so maybe then his, his move to Rota was just like a glorified loan because he had to go yeah. back there anyway because he was owned by them well yeah and also I mean again that's why people are probably quite outraged as well I'll be interested so to, to look it up mm. 
Um, uh, yeah, so we fast forward now to 1973, six years after his retirement. And Cobble was asked to play in a pre-season friendly for Paris Saint-Germain, who were coached by his uh, friend Just Fontaine at the time. 42-year-old Ramon Coppa scored a hat-trick. Oh. <laughs> um, and, he, and he had to politely refuse an offer um, to play uh, in the team again at the age of 42. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Apparently he was still playing some uh, you know, a level of football until like the age of 70. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely superb. But I'll yeah. leave um, um, the, the final words to uh, English journalist Desmond Hackett, who said this after seeing Coppa put on a superb display for France against Spain uh, in Madrid, where he said, this man is truly the Napoleon of football. <laughs> oh, nice. I'd like to be his Josephine. <laughs> and in comes Roman Coffin to the Big Man's Hall of Fame. There we are, kids. I hope you like the show. Uh, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Jimbo. Yeah, and on the .com this week, Liam Toomey looks at the success of Brendan Rodgers at Swansea, Kieran Pender shines his light on Australia's Good Day League, and Eric Beard gets all <laughs> philosophical about Lionel Messi, which is, to be fair, an easy thing to do. Uh, elsewhere, there's the Hall of Fame, the shop, the forum, and all kinds of internet malarkey, so yeah, get over there, thefootballramble.com. Lovely stuff. And I would also like to thank all of the listeners that came to my preview the other night. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. I, I saw a bit of you. <laughs> Like yeah. when you'd finished yeah, I read your notebook I saw it all It was bloody excellent Well yeah. thanks I was starting off doing like A hilarious uh, uh, Unintentionally hilarious uh, Betting tips column for Betfair mm. At betting.betfair.com How's it working out? Uh, the first one was Over t- over three and a half goals In United versus Bilbao So that came off nice. uh, This week I've predicted Fiorentina to beat Juventus Which is probably not going to happen I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> Betting.betfair.com You'd just been to ATP To be fair Luke Yeah, that's yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> There we go Right say goodbye Jim Goodbye Pete See ya And Luke Goodbye And it's goodbye from me See you later Buck back bickles <laughs> <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.